News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, the term woke has become a common pejorative, but one man who wears the term with pride is Fergus Finlay, former CEO of Bernardo's and Irish Examiner columnist. Fergus, you've been writing about this in your column in the Irish Examiner. Why are you so determined to embrace a term that has become quite divisive in politics and in life today? Because I think it's necessary, Shane. And and can I start, first of all, by expressing my deep sympathy for you uh, in your unwoke situation between a column and a fridge? <laughs> um, I, 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 if it's any consolation, I'd have had difficulty getting into it at first, <laughs> never mind getting out of it. Um, I, I think it's necessary because there is a creeping, in, creeping. There's a galloping intolerance. There's a galloping authoritarianism. There's a galloping populism in the world, which is very largely based on the term "othering," on the on the idea that um, uh, anyone who isn't us uh, can be belittled, can be sneered at, can be um, uh, mocked, and it's taking more and more serious dimensions as time goes by. Um, it's not far-fetched now, right this minute, to suggest that if the present governor of Florida um, is a candidate for the presidency of the United States in two years' time, part of his campaign will be to control what people are allowed to read and what schools are allowed to teach, because that's what he's doing in Florida right now. Um, so, you know, at, at all sorts of levels, one of the one of the Tories' five remaining pledges to the people of the UK uh, is to demonise the, the refugees who cross the channel in little boats um, and to make sure that they're policed out of the water and hunted out of the water. Yeah, <coughs> yeah uh, uh, all, all really fair points. And I think most people listening would disagree, or sorry, would, would totally agree with your, kind of, with your horror of that type of politics. But I suppose the counter view might be that those terms you used, authoritarian, sneering, mocking, demonising, that people on the left who describe themselves as woke do very similar things as well. They demonise their opponents, they belittle their opponents, they make their opponents feel stupid and intolerant and bigoted. You're going to have to give me an example of that, Shane. An example of... Of well, an example of people like me making um, uh, people who aren't intolerant well, feel oh, intolerant. Okay, I'll give you. I'll give you an example. In your <coughs> in your in your column, you refer to the Tories as that shower. Now, yeah. I I'm no great lover of the British Conservative Party, but they got forty three point six percent of the vote in the last general election. They've three hundred and sixty five seats. There's plenty of decent Tory voters and plenty of decent Tory members and, and, and MPs. And you could argue that they've done a lot more to promote women and ethnic minorities uh, in terms of you know who's become leader of the Tory party, who's in cabinet. You could argue they've done more than the Labour Party. You could. You could also argue, uh, and I think a very substantial majority in Britain now believe it, if one can judge from recent opinion polls, that the victories they won over Brexit and over the elections, and I don't want to refight those victories, but mm-hmm. you could argue that an awful lot of people in Britain now believe that all of that was based on lies. Um, and I, I mean, I think the developments of the last few days in relation to Brexit surely proved that beyond a shadow of a doubt. They were People were conned 
and they were conned by chancers and charlatans. If you're not, I hope, going to try and suggest to me that Boris Johnson was anything other than a, a chancer and a charlatan. And if he won a, if he won a massive victory in an election by threatening, by offering, by promising to get Brexit done, we all now know that was a lie. Okay. Everybody now knows that was a lie. Uh, there's also an argument that uh, there has been over uh, reach in terms of uh, people who, who who would be woke, and, and I'm thinking of examples like you know the toppling of uh, sta- you know the Winston Churchill uh, statue, companies being advised to stop using the word mother by Stonewall. Um, like it, some people say, look, it's gone too far. It's political correctness gone mad. Yeah, well, I, th- I I mean, I think there's an argument about that. There's no doubt about that. I, I, um, uh, I, I mean, I can think of all sorts of examples of, of uh, changes that have been made in the interests of um, greater political correctness. I think, though, that is an example of a pendulum swinging. Mm. Uh, you, know, the, the, you know, the pendulum has been very stuck in the corner of the most crass commercial branding possible. And people have discovered and decided that it, it 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 that needs to be corrected, and I think in some cases the pendulum has swung um, too far the other way, but it will settle. You know, it, like there is nobody. No, if if a company decides to change the name of its rice, for example, its branded rice from Uncle Ben to Ben, yeah, um, nobody's going to be hurt by that. No, nobody's going to be damaged by that. People might sneer at it as they do and think how stupid, how silly, how daft. But it is not going to cause anybody any pain. Um, no, and, and, that, and, and that's a really good example. And I, I, look again, I, I, I can't argue with that, that example. But I, I'm looking I, maybe at the other extreme. Uh, the American Medical Association they recently published its guide to language, um, replacing term disadvantage is replaced with historically and intentionally excluded. Social problem has been replaced with social injustice. Blacklist and blackmail are not allowed to be used because they uh, suggest an association with the word black uh, and suspicion or disapproval. I mean, that's kind of politicising everyday speech, isn't it? It is. It is. And and in a sense, I, and I, I'm not saying that I would necessarily agree with all of those decisions. Sure. I think they're all up for they're all up for debate. But in a sense, politicising every, everyday speech is kind of what we need to do. We need to be far, far more careful. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I gave a, I gave a kind of a silly example at one level in the column I wrote the other day about the Fox News war on Lego. Um, I, yeah. I don't know if you've, if you've I seen have, any I, of that I, stuff. I, I, I actually hadn't been aware of it until I read your column. But it's uh, it's ludicrous. It it is, but it's but it's also it's it is ludicrous, absolutely ludicrous, Shane. But, I mean, just to. Tell your listeners. Yes, do. Lego have introduced two, a couple of new pieces and uh, in, into Lego sets. And these are pieces that represent people uh, and they represent people in some cases with disabilities. So, like there is one piece that a girl called Fiona and she has Down syndrome. There's another girl who is missing part of an arm. And these are pieces introduced um, to, to, to suggest that Lego which is, of course, not an American company anyway, is interested in a more inclusive view of the world. Um, and Fox News went absolutely bananas over it on the basis of wokeism and, you know, uh, trying to tell us what to think. Pathetic. So, it's absolutely pathetic. It is, it is pathetic, Shane, but there's a deeper point to it. 
It's also extreme. The, the language Fox News routinely and casually uses the dismissive way in which they refer to terms like Down syndrome is deeply hurtful and damaging no to argument. No argument the families there. of people with Down syndrome. Absolutely unlike not. unlike the change from let's say Uncle Ben to Ben. Yeah. No. I I totally I totally accept that, and you completely have me on inclusivity and I think that is really important but just maybe just one one final point to put to you like you mentioned the Ireland for all march which I, like I absolutely I think again most people would say a really good thing lovely to send out a signal to to people that they are welcome to come here but the organizers of that march made it clear that certain people weren't welcome and I'm thinking for example of the Taoiseach who is the gay son of an immigrant and he was pretty much told by the organisers you're not welcome that's not that inclusive is it? No it's not it's a silly a silly decision it was a silly decision and I mean if you're going to if, if it's if it's Ireland if you want to march for Ireland for all anyone who wants to march should march Okay um, especially the son of a gay Taoiseach or the, the gay Taoiseach of Ireland as you say whom we have now discovered uh, has hosted an Afghan refugee in his home I know yeah um, admirable uh, and um yeah, that's a silly decision, but silliness doesn't undermine the, the central point. Um, I mean, I know, I know from the rea- I, I wrote a piece about that march, and I know from the reaction I got to that piece, about half of which I should have said in my article was very supportive. The other half of it was incredibly abusive, astonishingly abusive. Um, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm used to getting abused, but <laughs> I, I just couldn't understand uh, why people would be so abusive about a simple statement that you're welcome here. Um, uh, uh, they, you know, it was, it was quite amazing. So there is, there, is, there is a need, I think, for people to say, watch your language, mind your language, um, uh, and more, much more than that, have a bit of a think about your attitudes. Fergus Finlay, woke and proud Irish Examiner columnist. Thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast. Let us know what you think. 5216 had a cost of 30 cent. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.